Hello and welcome to the Dunkle Index podcast for this Tuesday, February the 9th edition. I'm Ben and here with me as always is my dad, Bob Dunkel. Well, Ben, mama said there would be nights like last night. <laughs> Actually, I don't think mama knew a thing about sports handicapping, so she probably didn't say that. But we had one of those nights last night that you know you're going to have every once in a while. So I don't know, maybe we're like the Kansas City Chiefs. We wanted to dig ourselves a first half hole uh, so we could start digging out the rest of the week. Let's hope that our second half is uh, a little better than KC's was on Sunday. Yeah, there was definitely some bad luck uh, on our part last night. But uh, as dreaded, you said before, I was going to say the dreaded backdoor cover by uh-huh. the Timberwolves. Always love to see the team that's losing by 20 put up over 40 in the fourth quarter. Uh, never seems to happen when you've got that team as the underdog. Uh-huh. But that was the T-Wolves play last night. So, yeah, some misfortune, some bad handicapping. Uh, we won't shy away from it. We were 0-3. Uh, we did go 4-1 in, in the other uh, NBA game. So I was thinking maybe today we should just randomly pick out of a hat. But we have gone with three more that we feel good about tonight, uh, especially uh, one that you've personally picked. So uh, feeling feeling a little better. On the bright news, though, uh, you did nail our player prop. Congrats on that. Yeah, thank you. You texted me, I think, at halftime, and he had almost covered it already. So Draymond on a tear right now. And if you want, I think the uh, – I don't – I'm going to stay away from it, but I think his uh, assists and rebounds total is right about the same thing tonight against the Spurs. So who knows? Maybe you want to keep it rolling. I agree. Listen, he's playing a pivotal role, especially with all the other big men out with injuries. It's put on Draymond's shoulders there to really carry the load on the boards. And, of course, he's always been a great distributor. So if that number is right where it was last night, I agree. No sense in backing down. Go for it again. But I know we're going to have a new player prop that we're going to throw out there at the end. But should we get started with our big three tonight? Yeah, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, first game we've got is New York at Miami. The Knicks are eleven and four so far this year, while the Heat just nine and fourteen uh, so far this season. Line on this one is Miami by six at home. What do you think? Yeah, nine and fourteen really jumps out at you. And we talked about the Heat not being able to kind of recapture that level of play that they had last year in the bubble. But things are starting to turn around in Miami, and not coincidentally, uh, they're turning around as Jimmy Butler has returned. Big surprise, huh? Uh, Butler came up big in winning time again on Sunday, uh, scoring eight of his 17 points in their 109-103 win against the Knicks at the Garden. This is kind of a strange miniseries. We're going to talk about San Antonio, Golden State later, and that's been the more traditional miniseries of back-to-backs in the same arena. This one's got a day in between and and different cities here, so not quite sure why they scheduled it the way they did here. But Miami's offensive and defensive ratings have both improved significantly since Butler's return. Overall, he's averaging 21 points, 8.5 boards, and 8 assists in the five games since his return. So I think Eric Spolstra's job has become a lot easier of making these guys more productive when Butler's on the court. 
Another shot in the arm for Spolstra of late has been the return to form of last year's super rookie, Kendrick Nunn. He disappeared at the beginning of the season. You and I were both wondering what had happened if we were ever going to see Kendrick Nunn again. But he's reemerged, and he's averaging 18.3 points uh, while shooting 50.8% and 36.7% from three-point range over his last nine games. So with the injury to Dragic, uh, I think Nunn stepped in and, and seems to be playing at that same level that caught everybody by storm last year. For the Knicks, uh, their success can be summed up in two words, Julius Randle. Uh, Randall has been a one-man wrecking crew, and he's coming off another huge performance in that loss to Miami. He had 26 points, 13 rebounds, and seven assists. But he can't do it alone, and so the Knicks have shaken it up a little bit over the weekend. Uh, They made a trade with Detroit to bring in Derrick Rose. Of course, this is reuniting uh, Rose with Coach Tibbs, uh, and I'm sure they're hoping to rekindle some of the glory years back in in the Chicago Bulls days. Uh, Rose is averaging 14.2 points and 4.2 assists uh, while with the Pistons. He's a far cry of the player that he was in Chicago, but he's probably better than he was when he came to New York the first go-around. Certainly the Knicks are hoping for more production than they got out of him the first time. So looking for Rose to to help out Randall, at least on the scoring end. Uh, But while the Knicks uh, defense has been stout all season, they rank one in scoring, one in field goal percentage, and first in three-point percentage, the offense has struggled and not so sure Rose can do enough to turn that around. They are ranked dead last in scoring right now at just 102.7 points per game. Um, With the Butler-led offense looking a lot better and a revitalized Kendrick Nunn adding some real scoring punch, uh, especially in the fourth quarter, we look for uh, Miami to have another uh, win here and take care of New York, especially on their home court. Heat come in 5-1 against the spread in their last six against the Knicks, so they have done well uh, against this club in recent history. And the Knicks just 2-7 and seven against the spread in their last nine uh, against teams with a losing record. So when the spreads have tended to be a little closer, uh, they have not done as well. They definitely have bolstered their ATS record by taking advantage of some of those big spreads against the better teams and have caught some of them by surprise. But this Miami team looking to regain their form. Uh, with Jimmy Butler back on the floor and leading the charge. And I think we're going to talk a little bit more about Butler in depth uh, a little later on. Uh, We're going to start off the evening with Miami minus the points. All right. Yeah, I think that was a great trade for the Knicks, uh, getting Rose for a guy who was just about to go to the G League. It's a steal. It really was. You know, poor Derrick Rose. I mean, you just go back to that MVP season, and it was against the Sixers, remember, in the playoffs, where he hurt himself. And, of course, his game has never been the same. But he's still a contributor, and I agree. For a New York team that is on the rise, I mean, I heard some criticism that now you, you just kind of tread in water, maybe trying to slip into the eighth spot. Shouldn't you be more focused on the future and young players? But for whatever reason, it wasn't going to happen for Dennis Smith Jr. So I don't think they lost anything in that deal. And and they definitely gained a veteran that can help right now. 
Yeah, uh, we'll see uh, if he has any effect on Quickly's game, or maybe he can learn that floater that that he has. That's a nice shot. The only thing about this game is, I mean, do I actually have to sit there and watch those Heat uniforms all night? I just oh, are they doing the 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 somebody called them the gender reveal uniform? So now that's all I can think of them as. <laughs> that's a great call. I don't know if they're worried of the night. They seem to be worried of a lot lately. So I'm going to assume that they're going to be on tonight. I think, is it Nike that's doing the jerseys this year? They may have tried uh-huh. a little too hot, hard with that Miami flair there. It's just hard to watch. Yeah, no, I, I'm not a fan. All right, uh, moving on to our next game. We've got Boston at Utah. Celtics are 12-10 and 10 on the year, while the Jazz leading the league 19-5 and 5 overall. Line on this one is Utah by 5.5 at home. What do you think about this one? Well, I'll call this the Ben Dunkel special since he wanted me to slip this one in there. And, you know, hard hard to argue with this pick. Uh, Western Conference road trips have never been easy, and the Celtics have done well to go two and two on their current one. But they definitely have saved their toughest matchup for their last one as they wrap this trip up. Uh, They're going up against a Jazz team that has won 15 of its last 16. Funny, it does coincide with... Shaq's criticism of both Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. So I think the people of Salt Lake City probably owe the big Aristotle a big thank you for lighting a fire under this team because, man, they have responded to that criticism in force here. Uh, The only blemish for the Jazz was a loss to Denver last Sunday, but Quinn Snyder's team quickly rebounded, went a perfect 4-0 last week, and they finished it off with a nice 103-95 win at Indiana. As mentioned, the Celts have done well to split their four road contests to date, uh, especially considering the injuries they've, they've been dealing with. Marcus Smart, who is really the heart and soul of that team, especially on the defensive end, has been out with a calf injury. Jalen Brown, who's p- been playing at an all-star level, averaging over 26 points a game, has missed the last two with a knee injury. He's questionable for tonight. And that's put a lot more pressure on Kemba Walker, uh, which you would assume is not that much to ask. But this is a Kemba that is just having trouble finding his rhythm, uh, much like he did in the bubble last year. He missed the start of this season with that recurring knee injury. And in the nine games since he's returned, he definitely has not been playing at the level that we've come uh, to associate with Kemba Walker. I saw a chart the other day uh, that compared Walker's numbers with Utah's super sub, Jordan Clarkson. I'll lay this on you, Ben. Kemba is averaging 15.9 points, 3.4 rebounds, and 4.0 assists while shooting 35% from the field. Mm. Clarkson averaging 17.5, 4.4 rebounds, and 1.8 assists while shooting 46.3% from the field. Mm. So, you know, you draw the conclusion, which one's contributing more to their team right now. Uh, That really sums up these two teams uh, where they are at this point in the season. And combined with Mitchell and Mike Conley, uh, along with Clarkson, all three in that Utah backcourt are averaging at least 16.5 points and shooting at least 38% from three-point range. So Quinn Snyder's got a lot of triggers that he can 
uh, poll, in addition to Ingles and Bogdanovich. Um, they are just playing at an extremely high clip on the offensive right, offensive end right now. And, of course, with Gobert in the middle, the Jazz always get it done on the defensive end. Uh, they come in ranked third in scoring, second in field goal percentage, and fourth in three-point percentage. So not a good matchup for this Celtics team uh, that could miss Brown again tonight and is relying more and more on a slumping Kemba to break out. Celts come into this one and four against the spread in their last five as a road underdog. And the Jazz, not surprisingly, have been owning the home court. They're eight and one against the spread in their last nine at Vivint Home Arena. So uh, we are going to take Utah laying the points. I know the line's going up. We've got this at an eight and a half point spread. So I think we've got room to spare. What is it up to now? Five and a half, Ben? Five and a half, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to continue to stick with the Jazz here to cover tonight. Cool. All right. Yes, I did call for that one. So I like it. A little audible at the line. So let's hope this was uh, like Brady audibling to Gronk. Instant <laughs> offense for our listeners. Brady's arm looked good on that one touchdown throw to Gronk. That was a laser. That was a laser. No, I know. I know. Trust me. I've ordered a lot more avocado ice cream. I'm thinking that. Ah. <laughs> I'm what, 57 now? Yeah, 43. He's only got 14 years on me. I, I start eating that ice cream now. I may have a shot. Yes. I, he's aging backwards. So, yeah, you'll catch up. That's right. Yeah, it's like, what was that movie? Benjamin Button. Uh-huh. Benjamin Button. The NFL. All right, let's go now to our final game. Uh, we've got Golden State at San Antonio. Warriors twelve and twelve on the season. Spurs fourteen and ten now. Line on this one: Spurs by just a point at home. What do you think about this one? Yeah, unlike the Miami New York game, this is the more traditional mini series, uh, if we can call them traditional. They're traditional for our current COVID era, um, both being played in San Antonio. Last night's game was supposed to be a shootout. We talked about the over-under being really high. It was at 233 in the end. It was too rich for the Dunkel Index's blood, and we stuck with the under. And, and were rewarded on that front. Uh, they came in at just 205, so a lot of room to spare there. Uh, and, of course, uh, as we talked about earlier, Draymond did shatter is 14 board and assist prop bet with a 10 and 10 effort in the losing cause uh, game two set for tonight. And as good as Draymond's effort was last night, DeJounte Murray's was even better. He's, and I know you're a big fan of his Ben 27 mm-hmm. points, 10 boards and a personal best eight steals, which actually is the most in the NBA this season. Golden State did all of its good work in the first half. They jumped out to a 59-54 halftime lead. And that included more production out of Kelly Oubre Jr., who seems to have really turned it up a notch. He had 18 points in the first half, finished with 24 for the game. Um, But it wasn't enough to keep the Warriors from dropping their second straight after a nice run there. They've lost their last two, uh, but only by a combined six points. So, no blowouts in either of those. The one before last night was that razor-thin uh, Mavericks game where Curry and uh, Luca got into the shootout. 
Um, expecting more of a Golden State offensive effort than last night. Uh, the Spurs did a good job of shutting down uh, Steve Kerr's offense in the second half, but on the season, the defense has had trouble making stops, still ranked just 21st in field goal percentage allowed and 25th in guarding the three. Uh, on the offensive end, you can't always count on them to produce either. Spurs ranked just 22nd in field goal percentage. Uh, so I don't expect Golden State's ninth-ranked scoring office, offense to stay under wraps again tonight. Uh, Curry did top 30 last night, but he could go for much more tonight. Uh, Warriors are 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five following an ATS loss. So do expect Golden State to continue that trend of rebounding nicely. And Spurs, uh, a woeful 10-25 and 25 against the spread in their last 35 as a home favorite. So while this is a whisker-thin one-and-a-half-point margin, uh, we've got the Warriors straight up on this one. So looking for a Golden State rebound and continuing that, that more recent trend of just playing uh, way above the level that we all thought they would be playing at this point in the season. So we're going to take the Warriors plus that point and a half and like the money line play on Golden State tonight on the, in this one. All right. I like it. A little tiny upset alert. A little tiny, yes. Wouldn't be surprised if that shifts to maybe Golden State favored in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, as of right now, yes. Mini upset alert. Great. So All we right. got three, um, and then uh, lay it on us. Where are we going for our next player play? All right. Well, we're going to go back to New York versus Miami, mm-hmm. and uh, I think the player to watch tonight is going to be Jimmy Butler uh, in same fashion as Draymond yesterday, guy who doesn't always do it in the scoring column. He, uh, his points are down a little bit here uh, in February from 20.4 in January. He's down to 18.8. But his rebounds and assists are up. Uh, rebounds went from 6.2 to 8.8, and his assists from 5.6 to 8 flat. So uh, really, really playing well on that side of the ball. So his uh, prop right now is set at 12.5 uh, total rebounds and assists. So I like that over tonight. I love it. You know, as we talked about, since his return, he's averaging even higher uh, boards, 8.4, and still at that eight assists a game. So uh, this is well below what he's been averaging. And, yeah, I think at home tonight, needing a a win to kind of get back into the playoff picture, expect him to log a a nice number of minutes. It's not a a traditional back-to-back. They've had a a day in between to rest. So uh, expect him to be strong and uh, love this one. I mean, as Jimmy Butler goes, so go the Heat. So we got the Heat to win this one tonight. And you've got Butler to play well. It's a perfect combo. Uh, yeah, we remember from his time in Philly, he can be kind of passive sometimes, but uh, it's good for the offense overall. So, yeah, I see I see those rebounding numbers being good tonight and the assists too. Well, he's definitely like LeBron and actually Draymond in that sense too. I mean, they're both facilitators, especially early in the games. You know, he steps up in the fourth quarter when it's winning time, but early mm-hmm. in the game, he looks to get all those others going and, you know, with Kendrick Nunn, as we talked about, playing well, and Tyler Hero back in the lineup at Duncan Robinson, there's plenty of assist opportunities. You know, rebounding-wise, 
it's, it's amazing he's finding uh, a way to get eight and a half boards because Bam has been very good on the boards mm-hmm. this year for him too. So, uh, you know, he's kind of got that Russell Westbrook knack of even though he's not your main rebounder, finding ways to pick up boards. So, yeah, I like this one. Let's go two and two uh, on that for the week, and hopefully your old man can pick up the slack a little on on the game picks tonight. We can give our <laughs> listeners some wins. Erase, right. erase last night's memory. Best way to do that is get right back on the horse, which we've done. Yep, yep. I was thinking the same thing. All right. Well, that's going to be it for today. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Check out the website, dunkleindex.com, for all the picks. And uh, we'll be back later this week. Sounds good, Ben. Thanks. All right. See ya.